With another Ooh. exciting episode of the Tapehead Massacre podcast, I am Caleb. And I am Chris. Back again. Yeah, buddy. And today we are talking a plethora of Friday the 13th films, talking about the franchise in general. We're getting hype about our Friday the 13th con uh, coming up on May the 13th and the 14th. We will be there the 14th. Um, however, uh, it's going to be fucking awesome and tickets are still available uh there's a ton of shit that's coming with it and you'll be able to have meet and grease with a ton of guests and yeah we're just we're excited so here we are doing an episode on the friday the 13th franchise which is kind of talking over everything uh the original plan was to kind of talk about a specific film but uh we kind of pulled an audible beforehand and and just decided to go with uh the franchise in general and kind of just talk it through and uh have some fun with it yeah man yeah and as you can see we are missing somebody we are we're missing our uh our partner in crime we are missing tyler he is not here with us uh he uh partied too hardy last night (laughs) and he got himself a wee bit too sick and uh he's been throwing up all day and uh, it's not been a good situation for him, to say the least. Oh. And uh, oh. so he is unfortunately not here with us today. But have no fear. We're still here. And uh, we're ready to talk Jason motherfucking Voorhees and Mama Voorhees as well, if we're going to talk part one. Because oh. we're, oh. talking, we're, talking, we're talking the whole franchise, so part one. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen any of the fr- Friday the 13th, Jason ain't in the first one, all right? So don't don't be like, where the fuck's the guy with the hockey mask? <laughs> and then if you're also thinking that, part two is going to really fucking get you and throw you through a loop too because there ain't no hockey mask yet. I just want to apologize ahead of time right now. I tried to get rid of my dog and the bone, but it came back. It's right you're behind nothing. me. That's okay. Okay. All right, cool. And now my cat. Now it's like... <laughs> so, dude, I want to ask you, man, what... uh. Did you did you like kick off Friday Thirteenth with the first one? Is that the first one you ever saw? Um, definitely not. Uh, I think the first one I ever saw was Jason X. Um, my cousin that lived across the street, uh, his dad had got it on DVD, and we had just got a PS2, and the PS2 was the shit because it was also a DVD player. So you were like. Fuck yeah, I can play Backyard Wrestling, There Goes the Neighborhood, and transition right over into 
whatever fucking DVD that we wanted to pop in. And uh, I remember... <laughs> Oddly enough, I remember being Jason Voorhees um, for Halloween one year before I had ever even seen any of them. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, I was uh, part six. Jason lives uh, with like the skeleton. And uh, yeah, it was like pretty funny that I decided to be that for Halloween. I guess probably my dad did more than I chose that. He was probably like, this is a fucking cool costume and it's Jason Voorhees. Let's fucking let's throw him in it. It was that way with Ghostface for me. I was Ghostface for like eight years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the bleeding mask one. Yeah. 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 The blood through. And I had never seen Scream before. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, it was a trendy thing. You always saw the Ghostface uh, masks in all the stores. I mean, they're still fucking everywhere to this day. And uh, every Halloween to buy one, man. Yeah, no, nah, and see, that's the thing, like, I mean, the Scream franchise was never a franchise that really did it for me. Uh, Trucks, you're listening, you're gonna hate me. Sorry, bud. Um, love you, but, uh, like, the Scream franchise just never really did it for me. Ghostface as a killer, uh, it's interesting and unique because it's not, like, you know, it's not, um, this, like, otherworldly being. And it's also yeah. not one, you know, it's just a person in a mask. Whereas, like, your Michael Myers, I guess, is a person in a mask, but he's, you know, pure evil. Jason Voorhees is, I guess, a reincarnate fucking, you know, dead thing. He's a zombie, you know, um, that, that won't die, essentially. Um, you know, you have your Freddy Krueger, who's a fucking figment of your imagination, basically, that can... Well, what I want to talk about... But I want to talk about it real quick, man. Is how I sent you yesterday that I picked up Chucky, the TV show on Blu-ray, yeah. and you said that you weren't a big Chucky fan. Yeah. What? Dude, at the at, dolls don't do it for me, man. Like dolls just don't do it for me. Um, pretty much any doll movie uh, that I've ever watched, I'm just always like, just fucking set it on fire, kick it, fucking punt <laughs> that motherfucker, like just get rid of it, get it gone out of, get it out of here. All right. So I just I never I never really related to any of uh, the Chucky films, even though that was like one of like the earlier horror films that I saw. Oddly enough, because usually you kind of hold on to those like early horror memories that you have, like the early films that you watched. Um, and like Child's Play 2 was like one of the, like the things in my collection that I had for the longest time. And, uh, you know, I wound up getting rid of it. Um, one of our listeners actually bought it off of me. Um and uh, it was cool because it was out of my Uncle Ray's video store and uh, he was stoked that he got like a little piece of history there like it was cool because he like reached out to us and messaged us he was like oh it's really cool that I got to like own a videotape from like your uncle's store like all that it was it was really cool like I was like I hate this film but it's cool that like you're getting you know enjoyment out of it in more than one way but uh, I remember watching that film and it just like it never did it for me like it, it never scared me and it never like sat like with me I mean and, you know, as the series went on, the franchise, um, you know, they got more comedic. And, like, those ones I think I probably enjoyed more, like, Seed and Bride, just because of, like, the comedic element, um, you know, being added into everything. Um, you know, and Brad Dorif is just a fucking madman to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, he's great yeah. in fucking Lord of the Rings, you know? I mean, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, like... 
Child's Play never did it for me. I went to the theaters to see the newest one, um, and that was just hot fucking garbage. And uh, like, I just wasn't a fan. But I was like, I really didn't know what to ex- like. I didn't know what I was expecting because I was going to see a film out of a franchise that I wasn't really already a fan of. But you yeah, know. yeah, you wouldn't a certain bias. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, man, dude, Friday Thirteenth, man, it was uh, it was my mom's best friend. I remember going to her house and she had the uh, the DVD and it had uh, that that original cover art that just showed kind of like this weird silhouette of the killer with the wood superimposed onto the yeah. onto the, the silhouette. And uh, I remember my mom. That was always the movie that we couldn't watch. My mom was like, "Oh, Friday Thirteenth. It's got nudity and violence." But meanwhile, I, I was like eight years old and I saw The Exorcist. Oh, that was okay, but Friday Thirteenth was not supposedly. And then I uh, saw the first one, didn't really get it, wasn't really into it. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then uh, yeah, when I was older, I got the DVD of Jason X and watched that a million times up until I got the DVD of Freddy vs Jason. Nice. And and then it was like yeah, probably like early two thousands, probably like middle school era that I finally went back and rewatched all the Friday Thirteenth movies and finally got myself acquainted with them. Hell yeah. I mean, that's the way to be, man. I, uh, dude, the Freddy, Freddy versus Jason was so badass. That was another one that I probably, I probably saw Freddy versus Jason before I f- watched the rest of the franchise of uh, the Friday yeah. the 13th. Um, because I remember seeing Jason X and then very soon after that, I remember seeing Freddy versus Jason. Um, there's like moments from, it's like every movie, there's a certain moment that I remember. Like, there's a very specific. It's odd. I don't know what it is. Like when I watch each movie, I'm like, for some reason, I remember that when I was younger. Yeah, but I didn't know what it was from, and I don't know where I saw that in. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel what you're saying, and it's a worm tongue here. Uh, oddly enough, that's Brad Dourif in uh, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. But uh, Freddy versus Jason, criminally criminally underrated, and I agree. I think that that was like peak 2000s horror. Because you had like the the party, like you know, and then, dude, the fucking bed folding scene, the kill that Jason does, like the girls in the shower, and the fucking he just folds the guy in the bat, the whole bed frame, dude, that was fucking brutal. All right, that was so sick, and like it's that's funny, funny, like that, like Jason's always like stayed around doing stuff in the bed, like. <laughs> There's always like a kill that like has to do with like a bed, you know. Like he kills always. Kevin Bacon, you know, through the fucking throat in uh, part two. I want to say right. Wait, no, that was the first movie. That was Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, well then the associated, uh, you know, franchise at least stays around bed kills. But- See, and I that kill when I was a kid. Um, uh, there was a TV show. Tyler was talking about it a couple episodes back. It was like top 100 kills or something. It was like something having yeah. to do with a countdown, and they had that on there. And then when I bought Friday the 13th when I was younger, I remember Uncut. They released a DVD or a Blu-ray, and it was like Uncut. And I'm like, man, this is going to be awesome. And the only thing was like a second added to that kill scene. And it was oh, like wow. an extra start. So supposedly the blood... Uh, tank that they had underneath the bed they were pressing and it got clogged and when it when the clog released there was like this huge spurt of blood that came up and that's what they had cut out of the original theatrical what the fuck 
and they put it back for the uncut. And I remember being like, oh, that's it? That's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of my favorite kills as well, Fairy. I, uh... I definitely think that that Kevin Bacon kill is uh, is definitely goes down as one of like the more of the uh, the earlier gnarly kills in mainstream horror. Mainstream horror, um, you know that was a lot, you know. And we're talking and, and hold on, let me just just triple check here. I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the work of Savini. Pretty sure he did part one. First Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did part one, um, and I think he came back for part two. If I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, that set, like that kill right there, it has Savini all over it just in general, because like the way that he has, like the way that he like manipulates latex and like, especially like throat stuff, like he's always so good at that. You look at day of the dead and like even dawn, like there's always like such like, he's just so good at like making it so perfectly real of like ripping the throat and it's just like it's so gnarly he's so good dude he's he's one of my favorite special effects artists because he just makes yeah. practical kills look amazing he he was the one who perfected if you watch all of any slasher movie before then the throat slice was always very like as the blade went across it was open yeah in Friday 13th he perfected like the opening like you yeah. saw the slice and then they would move and then the wound would open well, the prowler right. here that's like yeah. another fucking that's like another level of like just like the the pool scene where like the girl like you know that's that on the cover there and then like the fucking dude where he puts the fucking the 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 fucking knife through or the bayonet through his fucking whole head dude it's like yeah it's fucking crazy my, my favorite when i think of savini i just think of maniac when he blew his own head off with the shotgun oh yeah dude yeah, yeah he jumps one. up on the hood of the car. And yeah, just Bam, fuck. Yeah, so I agree with that, Worm Tongue. I uh, one of my favorite kills as well that Jason pulls off is the uh, sleeping bag kill in five part five. I think it's in. I'm pretty sure it's in part five. Um, if I remember correctly, but redoes it in Jason X. He redoes it in Jason X and like the simulation, super fucking cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then probably might I might get shit for this. I'm gonna reveal it live on air here. I might get shit for this. My favorite Jason kill is Jason X. And okay, I just said it. Okay, it was my first Jason Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> okay, but my favorite kill is the ice the ice head. Dude, oh, fucking, dude. fucking freezes the head, pulls it out, fucking smashes it on the fucking table. And, like, that right there is what started my love for Kane Hodder as Jason. Dude, that, that kill's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's fucking insane, dude. That movie is low-key hilarious. Oh, it because is. Because I never got when he throws the girl off of the edge and she lands on that giant... They just have, like, random screws. Yeah, and I'm like, why is this and, a thing? And they, she spins down it because she gets stuck on the grooves yeah. of it. And just slowly spins down this nail. Yeah. And also, David Cronenberg's in the beginning. Uh, wait, really? He's the guy, the doctor that he throws the 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 uh, chain. Oh yeah, th- yeah, yeah. David Cronenberg. What That's the David fuck? <laughs> That's amazing. Holy shit! Blow my mind here. That's insane. Like, I love that. I don't, know, I don't know where that movie came from, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that was they had the more girl. Well, I know that um, that was the first one that they couldn't gain the rights to the franchise, which is why Friday the 13th isn't in the title at all. It's just Jason X because they were able to get the licensing for Jason Voorhees, but they couldn't get the I think that was like uh, New Line, I believe. Um, I think it was New Line because Paramount was who had the licensing for Friday the 13th. But they wouldn't release that to New Line because at the time that was when New Line was like fucking putting shit out like hard. Oh, like yeah. like I know what you did last summer. You know fucking. It was like Final Destination. Final Destination. Era, like all of that. Yeah. Like early two thousands. All New Line, and uh, yeah, like fucking. Like they couldn't get the rights to uh, Friday the Thirteenth, so they were just like, fuck it. We're just gonna buy the rights to Jason Voorhees. Now you don't get to have your killer. And you can't fucking have Friday the 13th without your killer. So fuck you, Paramount. And we're going to take that and we're just going to make Jason X. So was that did that same thing happen for Jason Goes to Hell or did Jason Goes to Hell have Friday 13th in the title? I think it had Friday the 13th in the title. Was, Hold on. No, no, because Freddy shows up at the end. It was owned by New Line. Okay, you're right. That's the first one. So that's when that happened. So they got the rights for that film for yeah. Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. It wasn't didn't say Friday the 13th. It said the final yeah. Friday. And it, then after that, it was Jason X or also known as Jason Goes to Space. Jason goes to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was one of my favorites. I think, I think my overall favorite for the franchise probably has to be Jason goes to Manhattan. Oh. Jason takes Manhattan, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I I think that just because there's a lot of comedy in it, it's like that fucking. I let's see, hold on, it was uh, yeah. Here's to see. I have a ranking. So, like, it was like that just on the cusp of, uh, you know, the 90s, and it had, like, that very, like, fucking grimy 80s aesthetic still to it. I just, it was a lot of fun. It was funny. The kills are over the top. So, what are your, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I think, all right. So, I rewatched when Screen Factory put out the new box set. I rewatched the entire box set, and I'm, I'm sorry to say, man, but Jason Takes Manhattan is dead last for me. Oh, it's mostly dead last for everybody. <laughs> Tyler said he fucking hates that. <laughs> so, um, for me, actually, uh, Jason Lives. Just because it, it's the comeback of Jason, not only the comeback of, of true Jason, but uh, it's also just a rock and roll body count movie. That's all it is from beginning to end. Oh, yeah. It, it's purely just a movie put together to kill people off. Yeah. Um, and then I go with, like, the final chapter. Oh, final chapter's good. Final chapter had all those great... You have in uh, final chapter... Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? From Willard, and he was a bad guy in Charlie's Angels. Oh, um... Real weird dude. Fuck yeah, he was he was the dude in Willard, and then he's like, yeah, he's the thin man in uh, Charlie's Angels. And he like sniffs the hair, and uh, his name is uh, uh, Crispin Glovin. Uh, Crispin Glovin, that's it. Yeah, I knew it was Crispin a really Glovin. weird name. Yeah, Crispin. Oh, Glover. 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 Oops. Crispin Glover. There Crispin Glover. Yeah. Um, so I would go with those. I mean, I like Friday Thirteenth is obviously great. Friday 13th Part 2, I'm a huge fan of. 
Part two is uh, great. Bag the uh, sackhead's amazing. That's like, that's such a cool uh, get up for you know an um, you know a killer. It's just having the sack on the head. The overalls is just really like really yeah. brutal. He's a bit. I forget who played Jason in that one. Um, and to be honest, I'm really only familiar with like C.J. Graham um from jason lives and i think he did a couple other ones um and then uh ari you know ari layman or lehman however you want to say it um and then uh kane hotter app you know of course and then i i always forget the dude that was like in the uh fuck he was uh number one no, that was no, number no. one. Oh, no, Ari, Ari was at number one. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that was the number one yawn. That was the oh, first number yawn. one. Yeah, first yawn. First yawn. First yeah. yawn. Um, <laughs> uh, what's it called? Um, uh, I forget who. The, there's a dude from the NFL that was in um, uh, Friday or Freddy versus Jason. That was uh, I forget oh, his name. Um, oh my god, I met him. At a con. Big as fuck, dude. It's very few times that I feel small. And it was. He was uh, was also in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, uh, Ken Kersinger. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ken Kersinger. Um, See you here. (laughs) Cheers. Can I get a whoop whoop? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, for the listeners out there that aren't watching on Twitch, uh, I have a two liter of cotton candy Fago. So, uh, just to kind of fill everyone in who didn't hear maybe last episode, the con is super cool because it's actually going to be at the diner that they filmed. I think it was only in the first and second movie, first right? First and second is when you see the Blairstown Diner. Yeah, the first was when, uh, what's his name, Leaves. He goes to the diner. And then in the second movie, I don't know. I think the second movie, they went somewhere else. I think it was only in the first movie. Uh, I feel like... The second movie, they went to a bar. Yeah, Blairstown's so it was only in the first, I think it was only in the first one. You might be right. You might be right. My, dude, my man my man wearing the uh the all yellow. Yeah, because that's when Kevin Bacon had the Jeep and uh Yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that reiterates the whole part one. Yeah, the POV uh, of him like, What are you doing out here? Yeah, yeah, and then you're all doomed. Oh my god, yeah. Well, Friday thirteenth part four, he gets his he gets killed off. That crazy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I forget what they call him, but yeah, like Charlie or something. I feel like. But uh, Friday Thirteenth movies, man, they're funny because I remember Erica, her brother sort of doesn't know Erica, my beautiful and lovely girlfriend. Her brothers and I always talk about uh, how if there if you had to kill off one major franchise, right? They pretty much always elect Friday Thirteenth between Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. Uh, amongst all the big franchises, um, because they're so loosely connected between all the movies, like it, you know, it, it is kind of like when you watch them all, it's just like okay, I here's mean, another one with Jason. I mean, okay, if we're talking, if we're talking technicality based on storyline, yeah. Nightmare is yeah. good. It's got a good storyline. It's got a good premise. Um, it gets silly over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween does about oh my god number two. Um, uh, Halloween starts adding in interesting elements. That it's the they most were trying consistent. to test. What's that? It's the most consistent 
from movie to movie. I mean, you're right. It's also the most consistent, and then they also really tried to test the waters with uh, different uh, elements. So, like, adding in Jamie and adding in the Thorn Cole and... Uh, you know, and then basically saying, fuck, this sucks. Let's scrap this timeline and create a new one. And then they're like, oh, fuck, that one sucked worse. Let's scrap that timeline and do this again. Fuck. And then Rob Zombie just walks in and he's like, hold up, hold up. Let me fuck all this shit up real quick. Let me let me get this shit all discombobulated. But I mean, on the contrary, I'll fucking say to this day right now, I know I'll get shit for it. I liked the first Rob Zombie Halloween. The second one got a little clunky. It was a little bit more on like an acid trip. Um, but the first one was definitely uh, watchable for sure. I mean, I, I fuck with Grizz uh, from Bad Taste. Uh, loves loves Rob Zombie films. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I really like a lot of his films. I mean, Lords of Salem is such a fucking just gem. I love uh, Lords. It's, it's so good. Um, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses is another like you know really good one of his. Devil's Rejects was 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 good. Um, I feel like that was when like Rob Zombie was just like I got fucking money, and like just kind of like exploited that element of being able to like you know hire these like famed actors and like get like a a leading cast, and then like it was good. The direction was good. There shouldn't have been a three from hell. Because, Dude, like, I mean, there was just, I, I, here's the thing. They got shot the fuck up at the end of Devil's Rejects. And I'm just like, you don't, you don't live from that. Like, you just, you're fucking dead. There's no fucking way. And then you have three from hell that it was just like, oh, they're fine. They're fine. Completely yeah. mobile, <laughs> walking around, like, completely fine. So, they, uh, <laughs> I remember I bought three from hell and I was so fucking hyped on it. It's like, man, it's going to be awesome. I don't know how they live, but I don't care at this point. Uh, I'm in for it. And then you have Sid Haig in the beginning, who unfortunately that's all he filmed before he was too sick. Yeah. Um, but at the end of that movie, there's 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 little people, and they're in Mexico, and there's a weird shootout, and it just gets weird, that movie. But yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween, especially the director's cut, I, I love yeah, 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 it was good. We have, um, uh, so you're Stranger's fan, Stranger Things fan, right? Yeah. Today is David Harbour's birthday. We're filming this on the 10th of April. Um, it's also my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Oh, happy um, birthday, Dad. But yeah, it's also David Harbour's birthday uh, today. It is also Windows 11's birthday. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yo, it's Steven Seagal's birthday. Yo, <laughs> about, to watch, about to go watch Hard to Die real quick or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God, Hard to Die. It's Hard to Die, the one where he... Is that the one where he goes through like uh, or hard uh, to ki- hard to kill? Hard to kill. Hard to is kill. Yeah, he, it's hard to kill. Yeah, hard to where he like re- rehabilitate himself. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I remember that. Okay, all right. Hard Andy to kill. Man. Birthday. Okay, that was it. But David yeah. David Harbor. Uh, yeah, David Harbor. So unfortunately, there. not a great Hellboy. I didn't even watch it. I had no interest because uh, what's what's my man's name? Uh, original Hellboy, also in uh, Ron Perlman. Thank you, Ron Perlman. Yeah, you can't top that. Like, ain't happening. But Neil, Neil Marshall directed The Descent, directed uh, Dog Soldiers, directed a ton of stuff. Was directing, and apparently he got fucked in the production process. For and, and the David Harbor, one you're saying? Yeah, but David Harbor was jacked. 
So he was fucking big, bro. He was fucking. He was yoked. My man was gaining. Dude, I do that all the time. I find it so funny. I'll, I'll watch a movie. And I'll be telling my girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, it was a good movie, but so-and-so was jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, why are you... Say what heights. I, I, for some reason, man, I got a thing with people's heights. I'm always like, man, can you believe this guy's 6'3"? And she's like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I. for some reason, I'm shocked that this man is 6'3", or Tom Cruise yeah. is like 5'7". Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, did you uh, watch the, uh, the Kane Hunter documentary? I did. Really good talks about like his whole like history getting into acting talks about like his horrible accident that he went through and like his recovery process of like that crazy stunt because uh, he was noted for being like a really good stuntman for uh for for burn scenes and fire, to, this, yeah. to, to this day he still has the longest on fire one one take um what movie is it that has it that was uh new blood jason uh that new was, blood uh, i know um uh, I think, oh yeah, I think it's uh, Maniac Cop. Maniac Cop uh, 1 and 2 is some really pretty long. Yeah, 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 yeah. As well. But I think it's in slow motion, which doesn't. It Yeah, which slows it down. This was, uh, Jason was burning, or Kane Hodder was burning for, I think, like, I think he said like 22 seconds, and it was one shot. That's a long time to be on fire, my guy. I don't care if you got flame retardant yeah. fucking clothes on. That's a long time to be on fucking fire. Like, yeah. Fuck that. But, and that was post him having his accident. Like, Dude, that was you? after, that was after, because he had, he was filming like some movie, like some action movie, and he was like a stunt double, and he got set on fire, and like the clothing that he was wearing like failed, and it like fucking just like melted to his skin, and he had third, he has third degree burns all over his body. It took him like fucking four months to start walking again. I thought it was, um, I thought he was doing like a, uh, I thought he was doing like, he was, uh, like showing somebody something or he was auditioning for something and he, he like, he was talking about how he did, he knew he didn't put enough on. I think that was the case. I, I thought it was, I thought it was him like filming something. Um, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's what it was. Uh, he offered to show an interviewer and her cameraman a fire stunt. That's what it was. Got it. Okay, so it wasn't. Yeah. Hell. But yeah, he got fucked up, and that happened uh, before he filmed. Um, you know that that scene in New Blood. You know, and like that's just crazy that you're like, I'll fucking get lit on fire again. I don't care. Like, but it's crazy that his burns and his scars and stuff have become almost like that's that physical trait. Well, like, you, know, you get wrinkly, like, over time, yeah. so, like, the wrinkles kind of make it look like he just looks older. Yeah. You know? but, that uh, is hell. Yeah, dude, I just, like, there's, there's like, there, I've done stupid shit over the years. Like, I've let people hit me over the head and, like, the back with, like, tube light bulbs and, like, you know, I've, like, I've, I've, I've done, like, fire breathing stuff, but, like, I would, I would straight up never just be, like, douse me in gasoline and set me ablaze. Even dude, two proper clothing. Hurt. What's that? Dude, two light bulbs hurt? Oh, dude. It's so weird because it doesn't hurt at all, but it burns in like 20 minutes. Because oh, there's, a, the, there's uh, a chemical filament in there. The glass yeah. cuts you very small. Like very tiny cuts happen from the glass, and that chemical gets in there, and it just burns, bro. 
I mean, oh. and that was these were straight hits, so it wasn't like they were hit at an angle where like my skin got cut open. But dude, yeah, like I just remember like getting hit over the, the over the head was like I didn't even fucking that was fine. I was like, okay, fine. The back that sucked because there were shards of glass in my back with that chemical, and it was just dude, it felt like somebody set me on fire. Like it was like. Or at least what I would think it would feel like. It was fucking rough, man. And it lasted for a couple hours, even after I got a shower. I think uh, fire breathing, the trick is to pull your mouth away from it, right? So it doesn't... Dude, I, <laughs> I was at a party. I mean, it's you like you're an expert. Like, I'm like, hey, man, yeah, man, did, yeah, yeah. did you do this? <laughs> this is what I was told. No, the... the <laughs> the uh, um, I went to this party, and... Uh, uh, I was asked to pick up um, liquor. Everyone was like, they they just wanted liquor, so I picked up two bottles of Everclear because I was. It was a middle school party. party. Yeah, it was, was twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I uh, I showed up with two bottles of Everclear because I was broke as fuck, and I was like, this is cheap. Let's go, and it's it'll get you fucked up. Grain alcohol. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we went outside, and I was like, let me just see if this even works. And I had a bic, not a bic, a Zippo. And I fucking flicked the Zippo, and I fucking took a big old mouthful of Everclear. Like, like puffy cheeks, I look like a goddamn blower fish, or whatever they're called. And, <laughs> dude, I just fucking launched it as far as I could and just lifted my hand up where the lighter was. Dude, it fucking went out so far, and then, like, my eyebrows got singed off, my mustache... <laughs> It was fucking rough. So now that I'm speaking about this publicly on 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 air and to our listeners, uh, I will post this on our Instagram story for everyone to see. Uh, since this episode airs Tuesday, uh, I will post it Tuesday so you guys can see it. Uh, so make sure you go follow us on Instagram. I'll post the picture of me breathing fire. Uh, um, yeah, follow us on our Instagram, Tapehead Massacre, um, if you already don't. But yeah, I'll we've go ahead been, and we've been that killing up. You on content over there, man. What's that? Crushing on Instagram content, dude. I know, way. man. Having having Chris on the show is because uh, he's a fellow collector. Not that Tyler isn't, but uh, no, I'm not taking credit, man. Engagement. Uh, listen, listen. Great, I mean, man. engagement. So everybody's everybody's been uh, everybody's been crushing it, and 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 Chris and I are uh, are posting up all our snags uh, i've i've really dived deep into the whole blu-ray world uh thanks to you i obviously had a few before but i just had like a gigantic haul of 13 blues that came mm-hmm. in thanks to jasmine peters off instagram um you know i probably wouldn't have spent that much money on blu-rays six months ago mm-hmm. um but thanks to you you know like my like especially going to monster mania with you and like just like Obviously, we have the same love for horror and collecting. Um, and, like, I know how I probably sound to most people when I talk about tapes, like your average Joe. And they're like, wow, you you know a lot. Like, you're really passionate about this. Hearing you talk about blues and, like, all of, like, the the labels and, like, all of, like, you know, just, like, oh, this company's doing this, this company's doing this, is, like, so enticing because... You know, especially once you get into like the more like um, boutique labels, like we've talked about before, you know, that are putting out films that 
you know, like we said on last episode, that didn't get a proper, a proper, you know, theatrical release and a VHS release, you know, and, uh, you know, they were on, you know, 35s or, and, you know, just sitting around, you know, potentially rotting out and these labels are saving them and it's super cool. Um, but that being said, I've been on like a huge, just like scooping stuff up that I need. And, uh, yeah, if you want to see the haul that I got, go over and check it on our Instagram it uh it be over there that being said uh there's also been um there's also been a lot of uh of good content uh coming out from your end as well there's been uh there's been a lot of good stuff coming in the mail for you as well yeah yeah luckily it's funny man because i i kind of go through like phases of buying and I really try to focus on, I really want to build my Screen Factory collection. I know every single collector is building their Screen Factory collection, but what's happening now is every Blu-ray that I'm missing from my Screen Factory collection is now coming out in 4K. So I go one of two directions. Like, I mean, they just announced a Life Force, uh, Dog Soldiers. Um, they released two uh, Cat People and one other in 4K. So okay. now... Now I'm in a dilemma where I'm like, okay, do I pre-order the, the the new 4K version, which is exactly the same release except it's on a 4K disc, or do I wait for somebody to sell the other one for really cheap? Right, and, right, 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 right. So that's kind of the dilemma I'm always in. <laughs> but, um, Doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, we posted up uh, the new Scream, and I actually yep. had that. I had that for a while. Um, I just didn't post it. I bought it off of a guy who was selling a bunch of early copies on Facebook like a month ago. Um, so I was holding off on that. Um, my girlfriend did a crazy haul. She bought us... Um, what did she get? She got Maximum Overdrive, the Vestron oh, release. Yeah. Which somehow... Dude, I never get slipcovers, right? I can order... I don't ever get slipcovers. She orders uh, one, the most, one of the most rare... Slip covers out there to maximum overdrive Vestron slip. Orders it from Amazon. Yeah, he shows up with a slip. So <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I don't know how she does that, but uh, yeah, she got us uh, Brides of Dracula, which is one of her favorite Hammer films. Which I've never is seen playing at the Mahoning. Is it? It's playing at the Mahoning for their Vampire Fest. So I also want to shout out um, my girlfriend's brother works for uh, Nishamini Creek. Oh, the nice. yeah, yeah, out of uh, out of Philly, and uh, they just announced um, some stuff that they're going to be doing with the Mahoning. They're doing stuff with Mahoning, right? They are, yeah. So they haven't released any details yet, but they are going to be doing more stuff with them. So I would keep an eye out for that. A lot of Fuck cool yeah. stuff going on with Mahoning. A lot of companies trying to really yeah. The opening <laughs> opening day is coming up uh, for Zombie Fest. That'll be the first event that they have there. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, a ton of shit playing uh, for everyone that enjoyed our Chud episode. Chud's the first movie to play on Thursday. Yeah, so, hell yeah. There's a lot of good stuff playing for Zombie Fest, and if you're a zombie fan or fan of zombie movies, uh, Night of the Living Dead's playing. They haven't announced all the guests yet, so expect some fucking people coming out in attendance, as per always with the Mahoning. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely very exciting uh, to uh, to get back to the Mahoning. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. Do we know um, what vendors? Did they announce any vendors that are going to be at our Friday Thirteenth Con? 
Uh, no. So, uh, the last word that I got was, um, before, like, they're gonna announce once all the artwork is done. So, like, oh, okay. there's art being made for us right now to be, like, officially announced on, like, the website Ooh. and all that kind of stuff. So, the same guy that's, like, making the flyer and stuff, I sent them, um, like, the logo and all that kind of stuff for us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they're going to have like the whole fucking thing section for us and the rest of the vendors as well. So I'm definitely curious. I know Fright Rags will be there because they're a sponsor. Um, nice. and then other than that, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. So that's about it. So I just, I'm, I'm already prepared to fucking hit up Fright Rags and just buy a lot of shit. Yeah. And I'm sure that they'll probably have like a fucking bang in Friday the 13th like section of like merch for the event. Yeah. So I'm I'm ready for that. I'm rolling up with my uh Screen Factory box set to get some signatures on. Oh fuck yeah. Dude, have you, you seen it? You've seen that you, box set, right? Yeah, and then do you still have the one that we were talking about? Yeah, I have it in a collector's case. Nice. Well, that would be yeah. that would be the fucking that would be the move right there. The 10 one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I told you I was going to give you that so long ago. I know. It's still I'll bring, case. I'll, that's all right. We'll we'll get to. We're going to get to. Well, here. All right. So we'll talk about this now. We might as well. It's exciting. Uh, next episode, we're going to have Mia Wallace on um, from Dark Shade Films, and we'll be talking her favorite film, Taurus Trap, which I'm excited Ooh. about. Taurus Trap is a fucking banger. I'm so ready to fucking watch that. Tyler's never seen it. I'm excited for him to check it out. It's a good old full moon features, uh, oldie but goodie. And, uh, dude, I'm fucking stoked for that. I love Taurus Trap so much. You got the VHS box, right? I got the Did VHS you get- box, yeah, with, like, the blue and the tape and everything in it, yeah. Because I was, like, for a while there, like, because full moon uh, has a wizard video section because I th- the guy that runs full moon, I believe, bought wizard video, if I'm not mistaken. So you can go on and get re-released wizard video box sets. Mm. Um, and like you can get like all kinds of stuff from them. Um, and Zombie always sells out like immediately. Um, yeah. But uh, there's like I Spit on Your Grave and like all kinds of stuff over there. And it's cool because they just like they apparently it's the original boxes because in a um, in a short that that guy, I forget his name. I think I feel like his name's Dave. I just I, I can't I don't know why, but I feel like his name's Dave. Uh, but the dude from Wizard Video um, like had a thing and said that like, yeah, we were cleaning out one of the warehouses and we found all of these brand new boxes. So we just put new tapes in them. So they're the original, like un, untouched boxes. They were they were pre-made big boxes that were in packaged boxes, and they just took them out and packaged them with new tapes, and off they went. So it's an original box. It's just a uh, a re-released tape, basically, which is pretty oh, that's cool. Really cool. It yeah, is, yeah. yeah, that was what was pretty cool. But that also is where things get finicky because dudes will try to sell one of those as an original like mm. from you know the 70s or 80s or whatever and like they're asking the same price for it where you can go on full moon's website and buy one for like 25 bucks brand new yeah they're asking a couple hundred you know oh. they're roughing it up a little bit to make it look like it's got some wear and tear and reselling it to the internet <laughs> it's kind yeah. of shit yeah. to be honest you know but to look uh, back it's funny how that happens with uh, just look back to like Friday Thirteenth that Scream Factory box set. Um, the last big box set that they did was for Halloween. 
It's right. the 15 disc set, and that thing goes for oh, so shit. much money. Dude. That's crazy. So, and this Friday 13th box set, you can still get on Amazon, like 100 bucks. Really? Yeah, yeah. This box set, yeah, you can get it for. Because I remember everybody buying it up thinking like it was going to be the new version of the Halloween box set. Right. And then this thing just hasn't gone away. And I remember rushing. My mom works for Amazon. I remember rushing to get this set because I was like, oh, man, this is going to go away. Yeah, 114 bucks on Amazon still right now. Damn, that's crazy. Still Holy stock. Shit. Yeah, it's still stock. That's, that's why. on Amazon? Yeah, dude, right here. Uh, yeah, 114.99. You get it's every movie up until the remake, and then you get uh, two bonus discs and a book. You have to link me that. And, and it comes in a big box. It comes in a big hard box. Yeah, you'll have to send me that link. <laughs> yeah, 114, which is less. I think I paid 150 when it came out. I think it was like 150 or something. Okay. When it came so out, it's a better price but, then. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the excited thing about collecting physical media is that it gets to be expensive. <laughs> Way too much money spent on this stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's rough. So do we do we announce any other future episodes or just the tour strap one? Um, well, listen, we can talk about them. There's absolutely no reason why we can't, and uh, I'm excited. So let me make sure my dates are are, are right and accurate here. Um, so. We have Mia Wallace next week talking Tourist Trap. The following week, we will be sitting down with A&P Productions uh, to talk over their film Slash Lorette Party. And in May, we will be sitting down with the owner of Studio House Designs. Uh, studio stu- Studio House. Studio House, right? Am I, that's, that's correct? So. Yeah, I'm fucking... Why did I just blank so hard? Yeah, Studio House Designs. Why did I fucking... I just, like, brain farted so hard. Um, You're like, what are we saying that one? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Holy shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, so that's going to be exciting. I'm excited to sit down with those uh, that dude and, or dudes or whoever the fuck's coming on the show. We'll have to see. Um, and then I think think as of right this moment that's all that we can announce if i'm not mistaken um definitely though like i definitely want to encourage anybody who knows anybody who is uh doing uh, short films small films uh anything like that definitely send them our way we, yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah we want to check them out i mean the great thing about this community is that it's not just the big stuff you know the the small stuff too the, right this People still keeping it alive so especially in this day and age there's a ton of people doing it and i know like uh you know even the guys who are doing like uh the new friday 13 stuff online the fan films yeah like that stuff you know there's there's so many people doing so many cool things that we need to or we would love to get on and talk to yeah no 100 i'm right there with you man i mean this is uh what we are able to do here is really awesome. I love doing this every week. It's something I look forward to. I love the community. I love all you listeners out there. Uh, I was just checking our stats like a couple days ago. I don't know if you've like perused our uh, anchor website, but do we have like we have listeners in like South America and uh, like there was like a two percent of our listenership comes from fucking Africa, which was nutty to think about um there was like there's we have listeners like all over the place and it's it's insane to think about that like where this just like 
three friends that love horror and want to talk about it and want to, you know, show other people these films, show each other films. You know, it's like if it wasn't for you, I would have never watched Censor. If it wasn't for, you know, bringing Mia Wallace on, it w- Tyler would never watch Torres Trap. Or maybe he would, but, you know, whatever. Um, that all being said... You know, it's very cool and like it's like rewarding almost when like you can show off like a really fucking good film or a really bad film and Mm. like show it to somebody be like, hey, look, this is a lot of fun. Check this out. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to watch um, some different things lately um, that I haven't, you know, checked out before that maybe is on the watch list. I got a new, uh, I meant to tell you guys in the chat on the sidebar, it's sitting here next to me, but I finally upgraded and I got a 43 inch uh, 4K ultra high def. Um, nice. which is a first I've never had a UHD I've, I've had 4k before but the UHD is a hundred percent the and it has a 120 Hertz refresh rate so yeah. it's very smooth transitional um, you know uh, viewing pleasure but mm-hmm. uh, and what's cool is is that the blu-ray player that I have didn't have a remote but when it's plugged into a source via HDMI, my universal remote that came with the TV also controls a Blu-ray player. It's fucking amazing. Because I was so pissed because I bought, um, before that I had it set up in the living room and we don't have a universal remote for that TV out there. And I was trying to watch the thing and they're like, the only buttons that are on there are play and stop. And, it wasn't working. Like I was trying to hit play and it wouldn't go past the title menu. Oh, on the menu. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, I just want to watch this fucking movie. Oh. God damn it. And then I spent more money and bought it digitally. So I like, watch it. I was so pissed. But, uh, hey, you, don't have, you don't have like an Xbox one sitting around or a PlayStation four or nothing. No. I have a PS four, but I don't have the pro. I can the watch PS4 doesn't play Blu-rays. PS4 does play Blu-rays, um, but the way that I have my my rig set up right now, um, I guess I could watch it like on my rig here in front of me. But the only problem with that becomes uh, I have to sit in this fucking chair. Um, yeah. Where now with having the Blu-ray player, and then um, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to buy a ps5 within the next couple of months as soon as i can find nice. one that isn't an astronomical price and what were yeah. you what were you getting rid of or it was tyler i know it was tyler was trying to sell one you were trying to sell one too right no no i think tyler was selling an xbox one which is not the 4k boy which is the year before yeah yeah it's the series x i have 4k i have the series x which is 4k yeah yeah so that's the thing like i have a few like uh 4k slips and i can't watch them yeah, my Blu-ray player won't won't read them, and I'm not, dude. I'm not buying a fucking 4K player. That's not happening. I'm gonna buy a fucking. I'm gonna kill two birds one stone. I'm gonna buy a console that plays 4K. Holy fuck, dude! I'm sweating so bad right now. I'm glistening on this fucking camera. Holy fuck, dude! I feel like I'm but on the Eric Andre it. show. You're you're gonna end up buying another one because even though I have the Xbox, I still have to buy a region free player because I have a ton of region free titles. I have. I don't know if you've ever seen Laid to Rest. I have Laid to Rest 1 and 2. Yeah, so they were both... They're both the lock of Region B. Uh, Hellraiser Scarlet Box, Region Locked. Um, My Necromantic set, so the Love and Death Jorg Letterson set, which contains Necromantic 1 and 2, Region B Locked. 
I have a couple Region B lock titles, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to spend like the $115 and buy a Region Free Blu ray player just to have. $115? Oh, yeah, no, you 4K, can get, not 4K. Gotcha. Not 4K. It's okay. Strictly. I okay. mean, you can you can buy like a Sony 4K player that'll be region free, but you're looking at like what you're going to pay for the PlayStation like Five, four or five hundred bucks, or if not more. Because I uh, I went on yeah. Amazon and I looked for like a 4K player, and it was like 500, 600, and up. And I was just like, not doing that. I'm going to buy a fucking PlayStation Five. We're going to call it a fucking day. That's going to be that. Yeah. The yeah. issue is with I think the standard Blu-ray players, you have to get them that they can change. You know how on on, on a remote they'll have the color buttons. It'll be I like have that on mine. Red. So when you buy a region-free Blu-ray player, that's how you change the region. So you'll boot up the Blu-ray player, you will hold the color coordinated button to the region, and it'll change its region. Um, all the players, most of the players sold in the U.S. are are locked from factory to region A. But you can, people can go in and unlock them or some sell huh. region locked. And then that's how you switch the region. So if you have a region C, which I don't even know what region C is, but you would do the color coordinated button to it. It's not like you just put in a disc and it automatically detects the region. Interesting. So I've been doing a ton of research on it because I really need to watch the movies that I have that are region locked. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's something I wouldn't. I mean, that's like similar to like. Um, uh, VHS, um, uh, what's it? Uh, NTSC, which is standard, uh, which is like American, and then uh, the rest of the world runs off of uh, PAL, phase ad- adverse lining, I think it is, or phase phase averted lining. Um, okay. Which all PAL tapes were like, um, like you know, Asia. England, um, like those areas over there, and you need a PAL player uh, to play those um, those tapes. So, like, I have a couple yeah. PAL tapes in my collection, but I don't. I'm not going to buy a PAL player uh, because there are duplicates. I only bought them because the fucking thing about PAL tapes is that they always had way, way, way more attractive cover art than mm. the American releases. They were always like. You think about your 80s stuff, very, like, beautiful color palettes, very lime highlighter style, stuff like that. They, like, overdid it overseas, and, like, I love it. It's just, like, I have this one fucking copy of Texas Chainsaw 2, um, which is funny because it's a copy of Texas Chainsaw 2. It's the, it's, it is the film, it's part two, but on the cover, it has... Part three, Leatherface, which is crazy, and the truck from Part Three in the back in the background, and then on the back, it's all it's like three kills from Part Two. It's so weird, but like I got that because I was like, "This is fucking sick! Like this is so cool. Somebody fucked up somewhere, and this happened. So it's cool to own something like that." At Monster Mania, there's that guy who sells the Japanese... Uh, uh, the, like, the big table in the back room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he was telling us that a lot of times the overseas art is so drastically... Like, sometimes it has nothing to do with the movie because they won't see the movie before they commission the artwork. They'll watch, like, a, a weird trailer, and then they're just like, okay, we think we know what this movie is about. And then they'll draw a bunch of shit that has nothing to do with... <laughs> the movie which is why on a lot of those like japanese or foreign posters there's stuff that's not in the movie but it's in the art like big house 
Big Trouble in Little China is notorious for that. Um, I think there's a couple other big movies where the the foreign art it just doesn't have jack shit to do with the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing! Holy shit, man! <laughs> um, that- <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I think Fuck. there's foreign art for Friday Thirteenth where it has Jason on the co- on the art. Part one. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, think dude, I, I, I would have that. to. I would have to own that for sure. Like one hundred percent. I'd have to. I'd have to one hundred percent own that. I need that. <laughs> so is Uber Jason your favorite iteration of Jason? Um, I would say no. mask wise, uh, and like version of Jason. Part two is really cool. Yeah, sack oh, head. Three. Uh, part two is really cool uh, because it stands out. It's different. Um, Mongoloid baby Jason. Part one. Pretty crazy. Um, and then in the renditions of the Jason goes to hell is a really cool look. Um, Jason X is also a really cool look and then just because of it being modernized the remake look was really solid too the guy was big as fuck so I think that plays a lot into it too is the stature of the person playing Jason you know Kane Hodder was all about like the chest and like big inhale and exhales where like you saw that you saw the chest compression and like it was just like but Ed, Kane Hodder's not that big of a dude. So yeah. like, I, I think he's like 5'10, 5'11. And he was like noted as one of like the more smaller Jasons. But, you know, they made it work and made him look very intimidating. You know what I mean? I mean, he plays a great uh, fucking Victor Crowley as well. You know, that's like a super intimidating fucking, you know, person or creature, or whatever the fuck. Fuck, that's four. <laughs> um. But yeah, all that being said, uh, overall, my favorite Jason, mm, it's Jason Goes to Hell in terms of the look. Uh, Actually, I'm going to retract that statement. Jason takes Manhattan. I think he looks bad fucking ass in that film. King (laughs) Otter. So. I think, uh, dude, I'm just going to put it out there, man. I'm a huge fan of the Friday 13th remake. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Star Trek movies, that. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that beginning kill when he runs. Oh, dude. It, yeah. Dude, he, he was, now I need to know who played. I don't think it was Ken Kersinger again. It was, uh, let's see. I think it was, man. Oh, no, it was CJ Graham, I think. I think they brought him back. Oh, it's Derek Mears. Uh, Big ass Derek Mears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I knew it was funny stuff. too. We were talking earlier, and I was like, I don't know when we were talking about what, what Jasons we know, I was like, I'm pretty sure Derek Mears played Jason Voorhees at some point. Yeah, because he played uh, he played classic Predator in the Predators film. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I was doing Derek Mears is in a ton of stuff. Yeah, dude, his fucking list of shit is insane. He was in, uh, most recently he did the Swamp Thing show. Swamp Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was supposed to be pretty good. I remember watching him, uh, what fucking... Slayaway Camp video game? (laughs) What is that? I had never heard of that. Apparently that's what he's credited for. He's listed as a voice actor, Slayaway Camp. It's a Slayaway Camp. It's an an arcade game, a strategy puzzle game where you control Skullface, a psycho slasher. 
<laughs> oh, it's on the App Store and shit. It's a layaway camp? Slay away camp. Yeah, it looks like Minecraft. Oh, dude, it's this looks sick, man. I'm downloading this right now. It's on the Wait fucking. It's on the App Store, bro. I'm fucking Delay. buying this. Oh, Slay away camp. Yeah, dude, it's on Steam too. I'm about to fucking download it on here. Holy shit! It's a puzzle. Oh, it's like a move. Did you ever play the Friday Thirteenth Killer Puzzle game? I never played the Killer Puzzle game. I played the NES game. Oh, dude, they're on the App Store. There's Friday Thirteenth Killer Puzzle. Oh shit! I'll have to get that. That's a cool one too because it has like little kills and stuff like that. Nice. It's, it's funny because I typed in Slayway Camp. Now there's Slashy Camp. Oh my god. Uh, let's see. Ice yeah, Cream. Derek Derek Mears plays Jason. Oh no, no, he plays voice acts somebody in this. Man, there's a there's a Deadlight Dead by Daylight mobile. It's a Lasher Horror Social Network. Wait, yo, IMDb has Jason or Derek Mears credited as the voice of Jessica. What? As <laughs> <laughs> either somebody fucked up or Oh, he was in True Blood too. I forgot he was in two episodes of True Blood. I remember seeing I him started in that. Blood. I didn't get too far. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. Erica loves it. I did. I, I we got to like season three. He was in Hatchet Three. That I didn't know. Oh, yeah, he was in Hatchet though. Yeah, he was one of the one of the uh, the soldiers that they brought onto the. Uh, I just watched all of those. Oh, okay. Victor Crowley was bad, man. The fourth one was bad. You didn't like Victor Crowley. Uh, Dude, the, they were the, all fucking playing the whole entire time. Uh, yeah, with but fucking Q from Impractical Jokers, dude. <laughs> Brian Quinn, fucking. The chick that was slowly drowning that dude, he was supporting. I know the whole his time. wife. Yeah, and then dude, Felissa Rose is the, like the annoying fucking like uh, talent yeah. like agent or whatever, and she gets the fucking self. Dude, when we met her at Mahoning, uh, I brought her my cover or my ca- uh, my copy of Sleepaway Camp and my blue slip of. Uh, um, Victor Crowley, and mm. she was like, "I've never signed one of these," and I was like, "What?" She's like, "I've never signed uh, a um, a Victor Crowley copy. That's really cool." She's like, "Don't I have the coolest kill in all of horror in this?" And I was like, "Yeah, you you get your arm ripped up and shoved up your fucking cooter and yeah. out your mouth." I was like, "It's amazing," <laughs> and she was like, "I know, right?" And I'm like, "That's what I'm fucking saying. It's so sick." Dude, that's awesome. She was so hyped about that. She was. She was really fucking hyped about it. I was like, yo, fuck yeah, let's go. I never, um, I won't need to beat her. Oh, dude, she's going to be, uh, she's going to be at the Mahoning, I'm sure, this year for probably mm. Camp Blood. She was at Camp Blood uh, two years ago. Dude, Sleepaway Camp, man. Those so good. If anybody out there is uh, selling the ridiculously priced Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3, let me know at Bearded Film Guy because well, on, on the on the blues, dude, dude. The Screen Factory releases of Sleepaway Camp two and three are you're paying like a hundred dollars each. Sleepaway Camp two. Meanwhile, I bought the first Sleepaway Camp for like nine ninety nine at Walmart. Uh, first one part, bro. eBay right now twenty seven doll hairs. Nah, the set. Which one? Part two. It's in Spanish. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm trying to watch that. <laughs> Campimento Sangritento 2. Yeah, here we go. So solo. $72, $56 for the third, 103 for the second one. 
Yeah, Amazon has this for $159. So you can get Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3, Screen Factory, Wood Slip, all three for $399.99. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. There's a Region B for $19 on Amazon. Yeah, there's a couple Region, yeah, but... Multi-format is going to be $95. Yeah. If anybody out there has two copies they would like to sell for <laughs> not that price... Hit us up the ta- at Tapehead Massacre on Instagram at Bearded Film Guy on Instagram. I would give somebody I would give somebody a hundred dollars for the set for two and three. Well, it doesn't need there slips. There you go. There you go. I would give somebody a hundred dollars. There you go. Fifty bucks a piece. It's in. It's in the. It's in the, out in the universe. Go. Go do it. Go. Um. Go buy it. Go sell. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp two and three. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I was so happy my girlfriend finally watched the first one. And uh, she's like, the movie was brutal as hell. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's great. But, Wait, uh, which one? Both. Uh, she watched the first one. Oh, the first one. So good. So fucking good. Yeah, she watched the first one with that crazy-ass ending. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. One of the rare slashers, one of the rare camp slashers where uh, they kind of flipped the coin on the guys being the assholes. Yeah. Chicks, yeah, it was all the girls, yeah. yeah. So let's do the notorious uh, comparison. So, what's better, Friday the Thirteenth or The Burning? Burning, burning, hundred percent. Okay, burning. Um, okay, let's do. Let's do Friday the Thirteenth or Sleepaway Camp. Oh, God. Uh. And we're talking part one. All right. What am I going to throw on over the other? I will watch Sleepaway Camp over Friday 13th. 100%. I'm going to be straight the fuck up. I'll probably watch any other camp slasher over part one. I'll watch Friday 13th part two over the first one. 100%. 100%. Uh, Let's see. Um, uh, Trying to think of another good... Camp slasher. I mean, you probably, but like you could say, like Bay of Blood, the old, yeah, uh, yeah, Bay of Blood, but the Bay of Blood isn't Bay of Blood. Like started the the camp site thing, but nobody really talks about. Uh, I mean, Bay of Blood for me, and we 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 have to cover this on the show. But for me, the burning, the best. The the best absolute best camp slash. Hey, you guys haven't covered the burning. No, uh, we have. Wow. We, this is episode thirty one. I mean, we have definitely covered uh, a diverse field of different films, but yeah. um, I feel like we need to start really digging into a lot of like the top dogs of the subgenres. So like yeah. that's maybe something we should do for a future episode. Is maybe like instead of doing them all separately is talking like top dogs so like best camp slasher best creature feature you know and just like talk about that like i think that's a really solid episode yeah dude the burning is i always thought the burning was a better fucking jason alexander man fucking kills it in that good old george costanza Oh man, yeah, the burning is crazy. I showed uh, my girlfriend hasn't watched the whole thing yet, but I showed her the raft scene. Oh my god, that's that's some of the best shit. Yeah, that's easily some of the best shit 
That's in cinema, dude. Like when he when he cuts his fingers cut off and he just so, looks up and and then here we go. Ready? You know why it's that good? Tom, Tom fucking Savini. <laughs> that's why. Tom Savini. So for anyone that's listening at home, uh, if you like a visual element of the show, make sure you follow us on Twitch at the Tapehead Massacre. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. Just look up Tapehead Massacre. So if you can't tune in live, uh, you can go back and watch the episode on YouTube. Um, we're really staying on top of content lately. Uh, that's definitely been a, a huge priority. And uh, the three of us are the best rendition of the show um, to date. And it probably this is what it's going to be. It'll be the three amigos. And... Uh, we keep each other motivated and it works and we can keep we can keep rolling we keep up the pace and i'm really excited to continue doing this the rest of the year and fucking next year and 10 years from now it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking cool man i'm i'm really looking forward to the future episodes and and talking over with some guests i'm really excited for our upcoming guests um Mm -hmm. we have some really fucking cool ones that uh you know, like I said, AP Films, uh, Mia Wallace next week, Studio House Designs. Uh, we're trying to get Paul, the owner of Paul Bear Press, on the show. Um, I think we can announce this. Uh, I'm not. Ex- we don't have a date specifically locked in, but it will be happening in May. Um, but we are getting TikTok celebrity, um, old time Hawkeye on the show. Um, he is notably known for his well, hello, buddy. Uh, he lives in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and uh, he loves hockey, and he loves horror movies. So, and he lives in a cabin in the fucking woods in the middle of nowhere so he lives a beautiful life off the grid except he has like seven million fucking tiktok followers and that's his bread and butter is making tiktoks um but yeah old time hawkeye um will be on the show in may so that'll be exciting i'm definitely looking forward to having him on that'll be a lot of fun to talk to him and super crazy that we're gonna have our own table at yeah, a con. That's yeah, no, that's I'm I'm very excited. So like for real though, like any listeners that are local to the area, make sure that you get your uh, your tickets for the Friday the Thirteenth convention. Um, May thirteenth and fourteenth will be in attendance on the fourteenth. Um, we'll be set up. We'll be selling merch, and um, we'll be doing a live broadcast. Uh, I don't know if we talked about that on the last episode or not, but um, I'll be bringing equipment with us. We'll be able to record live at the at the event. Um, so we're going to try and get some interviews with the alumni. I mean, I don't see why we couldn't at least get a little fucking, a little something, something out of them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome and we're excited. It's fucking, it's sweet. And that's going to be the first of many cons to come. I mean, I'm trying to see, I'm going to try and I'd love to work monster mania this year. I think that'd be a really smart and good idea for the show. Um, you know, something like that, or even like, uh, you know, what just passed this past weekend, New Jersey horror con, uh, down in AC, you know, doing things like that's, you know, pivotal. And we met a lot of awesome people, not, you know, just walking around at monster mania, you know, having a table, we'd be able to meet more of you and be able to, you know, get the word out of all the exciting movies that we're watching and, you know, hopefully, you know, helping you explore, you know, your interests in the horror community. 
you know, because I know that there is a fair weather horror fan or a fair weather yeah. horror fan that just like skims the top layer, you know, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. We love you in the same. However, you know, you don't know about these ones that are drifting under the water down here, and we're trying to help you put that into your lap. And um, one segment that we'll be having on the show, uh, I discussed it with him today. Um, we've had Trox on the show before. And uh, as we know, Trox uh, leaves very funny reviews on uh, Letterboxd. Uh, some of the no, funniest reviews. Why do I oh, not follow him? Why do I yeah, not follow you gotta, him? You got to follow him on Letterboxd. Because uh, he leaves. He uh, I'm not entirely sure. We follow him on Letterboxd, but uh, I don't. Okay. I don't. I forget what. The, I'll have to send it to you after stream. But uh, so Trox will be sending in a voice memo for every show or, or every movie that we watch, and it will be Trox's five minutes of shit talk. <laughs> so we'll have that on every episode. From here on out, we'll just be a little segment from a voice memo from Trox of him just absolutely exploiting each film. I'm really looking forward to that because Trox is a lot of fun to have on the show. And uh, just having him in spirit through a voice memo will be funny enough. And you can watch our live reaction. I won't listen to it, I swear. I'll just drop it in the episode without listening to it. And I'll listen to it live with you. And we can all have a good laugh together. Oh my god, I'm I'm reading some of them right now. Oh, you found them? Good, 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 good. <laughs> go, why don't you All read right. one? Yeah, go ahead and read one. Alright, let's see. So, first of all, <laughs> he gave uh, he gave uh, Red Eye the, I think, Wes Craven classic from 2005. Uh, he said me five minutes into this film. There's no way Rachel McAdams would ever flirt with a guy with that haircut. So, <laughs> sleepaway camp. Here, here we go. Here's his sleepaway camp review. Okay, cop, funny enough. The cop's fake mustache is my favorite part. That. <laughs> okay, what's the handle? <laughs> it's so it is just his name. It's okay. just Matthew Troxel. Okay, so Matthew yeah. Troxel. So it's M A T T H E W T O or T R O X E L. Go follow no. him on Letterboxd for your favorite. He posted a review of I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. And he said, Things I'd rather do than watch this again. Give my cat a bath. Go to a Trump rally. Have explosive diarrhea at a water park. And Bible camp. (laughs) Oh my god. This is why you need to follow him right now. Right now. At Matthew Troxel on Letterboxd. For all the funny reviews you could possibly ever need. Dude, this this is this is it's great a content. It's it's the stuff that you need. Trust me. Oh, but man. uh well listen, all this being said, I'm excited for next week and uh, you know, I, I I think to wrap this up talking about Friday the 13th, let me pour myself uh some more fago. Uh um, so- yeah, just before I, uh, I get this one out. So, I love the Friday the 13th franchise. I think it is one of the superior franchises, even though a lot of the films are very redundant. They're very much the same, but there's a level of, um, there's a level of, uh, 
stability there where like you know exactly what you're going to watch when you go into a Friday the 13th film you know what it's going to do you know that you're going to have fun with it even if it's bad it's still good and that's just the series in general where there are unwatchable films in the Halloween franchise there are unwatchable films in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise um you know there's I don't think there's an unwatchable film in the Friday the 13th franchise because they all are pretty much the same film, just kind of repeated over and over again. It's a new set of counselors. It's a new set of camp, you know, uh, campers. And uh, it's a new reincarnated Jason every single time. So, you know, the kills are always going to be super brutal. You know what's going to happen. You know he's going to come back. You know he's not going to die at the end. And that's just what's going to happen. Um, all that being said, uh, I want to do, um, I'll do something fun here on the show, um, live, uh, for Twitch, um, but also for our listeners at home, uh, what I will do right now is, um, let's see, this is going to be something for the OG listeners that have listened to us for a while, that's kept up with the show, uh, I will be giving away an original Paramount release of Friday the 13th Part 1 on VHS. Ooh. Um, for anyone that can tell me or tell us or DM us, and since he's not here, we got to keep him in spirit, tell us in our DMs on Instagram at Massacre what Tyler's first horror movie was. Oh. Boom. Tyler, I love you. You're here in spirit, brother. You're probably throwing up at home right now, but, you know, we hope you're doing okay. But that being said, yeah, Friday the 13th Part 1 original original release uh, on VHS uh, is yours. Uh, just DM us on Instagram, Tyler's first horror movie. Um, and, yeah, the copy will be yours. And that being oh. said, my friend, uh, let's uh, let's let's real quick before we hop off, uh, just so that we can get a little juice here. And at the end, um, what's some cool stuff you've been watching lately? So actually, not too much. I was, uh, you know, listeners don't. I was in Texas for work, um, so really wasn't too much going on. I finally saw uh, my girlfriend bought it. She loved it. I saw Peter Jackson's The Frighteners mm. for the first time. And uh, absolutely, very, yeah, it's a very different feel from his other films. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad taste. It's not fucking uh, dead alive. You know, well, it's Peter Jackson. You have that, or you have like King Kong and Lord, sure. Lord of the Rings. Sure, and then in the middle is Frighteners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> trying to think of what else we watched. I know on the plane. I watched an awesome documentary about stunt women. Cool. Which was great. And then uh, finally got caught up with 007. Are you watching uh, fun? Yeah, No Time to nice. Die. Yeah, yeah. Which was absolutely fantastic. Other than that, I have um, a stack of movies I'm going to be catching up on, including Slasher at Party. Cool. Which is my next watch. I'm excited for that. And thank you to that team for shoot, giving that a sign for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys. I believe it is Paul and Ange, or Angie, um, who are AMP Films uh, that directed Slash Lorette Party. Thank you guys for sending that over. And uh, 
Yeah, so for 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 me, uh, Driller Killer, I f- watched for the first time. Um, it's not on any streaming platforms. Um, it's not on Shutter or anything. So the only way that I was able to watch it was through Blue. Um, so I, I picked up the Arrow video um, release uh, in that lot that I bought and uh, watched it. Loved it. So fucking fun. Uh, mm. What else did I watch? I started rewatching the X-Files. So I've never finished it from start to finish. Um, I think I got like hella seasons in and then like, you know what happens when you watch a show that like you have to devote a lot of time to, you probably find another one or something happens. So I'm going to actually stick to it this time. Um, Tony, you remember Tony, um, Anthony Smith, Mm -hmm. uh, he's a huge X-Files fan. And, uh, so he's rewatching it again. I'm going to try and catch up to him. So that way we can hang out in person and like kind of watch it together. Um, yeah, and aside from that, uh, I watched uh, Blood Rage, which I also picked up in that lot. Nice um, Thanksgiving horror movie. Yeah, it was really fucking good, dude. It was really fucking good. I really liked the concept. It was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really fucking good. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, I think that might be it. Truth be told. Other than that, you got your fucking arm blasted. Man, I keep looking at that just thinking about the pain. Uh, you, okay, yeah. So I got my forearm completely blacked out. And uh, it... Uh, well, uh, truth be told, it's it's very weird. Um, because it's... Like, of course it sucked. It's to be getting tattooed is not fun. I don't care what anybody says. It sucks. It doesn't feel good. There's no therapeutic fucking thing to it. You want you want to get stabbed and be in a therapeutic fucking thing? Go get acupuncture. Don't get mm-hmm. fucking subdermal fucking needles injected into your fucking body on a hyper fucking. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean, like. It fucking sucks. So, um, getting it all fucking blacked out like I did, it, uh, it's literally the entire fucking, like, arm from elbow to the wrist is all an open wound right now. So, it, it's super stiff and super swollen. So, I'm trying to get through that work this week. Hopefully, it isn't going to be too horrible. Um, but it'll be all right. I'll be good. I'll be good. I, uh, I've been wanting this done since last year, and I just wasn't able to to get in. I had a really embarrassing piece on my forearm that I just needed to get gone, and I love blackout work, and here we are. So, Yeah, yeah. someone who gets tattooed, it, that looks like it would be hell to heal. I'm really excited for it to peel. It's going to be awesome. Oh, man. You're going to be leaving revenants everywhere. Dude, it's going to be so gross, dude. What do you, what, you know when you woke up this morning, what do your sheets look like? Nothing, bro. And you know wow. what's so weird? I feel like I'm dripping blood right now. But yeah. I'm dry. I'm super dry. It's so weird. It feels so wet and moist right now. <laughs> but it's literally fucking dry. It's just so like it's hard to tell, but it's like super fucking swollen. Like, but uh, yeah, it's 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 gnarly. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, 
anybody that's listening uh, on your preferred podcast platform, make sure you, if it allows, um, subscribe uh, and leave a review. Reviews help a ton, and the reason they help a ton, and everyone that has a podcast always asks you to leave a review. Reviews help because they gain an audience. The more reviews that a podcast has, the more it will show up on someone's feed. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's almost like... You know, a for you category on Netflix or Hulu, you know, because you've watched this show, you'll like this show that applies to podcasts and it only applies to podcasts with X amount of reviews. So the more reviews that we have, the more viewers we'll have and the more of you will be able to experience what we have to offer. And we love you guys returning every week. So that review does mean a lot. That all being said as well, uh, we want you guys to check us out on Instagram at Tapehead Massacre. That's where we predominantly post. Post. We do have a Facebook page, but it's best way to get in ton- contact with us is going to be through Instagram. Um, if you don't have social media, uh, you can fucking email us, I guess, if you really want to get in contact with us at tapeheadmassacre at gmail. There you go. Um, you can put, uh, you can put uh, where to contact on missing person signs across your city. We'll find them. Yeah, yeah, like a missing dog, but it'll just be like, have you seen this podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and then, uh, like I said, we're on Twitch. That handle is at the Tapehead Massacre. Uh, you can watch us live uh, stream every time we record, um, which there isn't really any science to which day that could be. So there's not a set schedule on when we record. But if you do follow us on there, you will get notified when we go live. So it'll be like a nice little surprise for you. Yeah, so. Uh, we are also on TikTok, and I will be posting more frequently on there. Uh, us doing the live stream and having video uh, definitely helps and supports us being able to have funny clips for TikTok. So if you're on the talk, you like to rock, uh, we're all on there at the Tapehead, or I believe it is Tapehead Massacre Podcast. At Tapehead Massacre Podcast on there. I should have been more fucking situational with it uh, maybe the fucking name was t- no the name wasn't taken because i checked but i don't know it's a different fucking handle for every fucking site we're on so fuck i'm sorry but yeah somebody on tiktok took my unheard of name so well, fuck that guy i don't know who that is yeah, but if you're listening i'm coming for you yeah you fucking piece of shit <laughs> but uh well listen uh this was a lot of fun i love friday the 13th i think it's the uh superior franchise um the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is great, and I love it. And don't get me wrong, that's my that's my bread and butter. But uh, Friday the Thirteenth takes the cake for me. So, yeah, uh, this has been great. I am Caleb, and I am Chris, and we will catch you next week with Mia Wallace talking the tourist trap. Ooh, catch see you guys ya. later.